Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Oh, Jess, you made it to my birthday party. Uh, That happened three months earlier than it was supposed to. (laughs) You've made it. Yeah, I love that they try to make um, new canon in the show. Like, Alan's always been obsessed with his birthday. And it's like, bitch, it's been seven years. Since when? Who doesn't love a birthday? I do love a birthday. We do. Some people. You know who doesn't like birthdays? Capricorns. They hate birthdays. That's because their birthdays are sad. They're in the middle of winter. Yeah, it's very it's close like, to Christmas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're they're the leftovers from Christmas. They're like, oh, we I guess here's another gift, but secretly, like we we yeah. split the budget between your birthday and Christmas. Yeah, that's why they're so sour. It's true. All right. Um, well, but speaking of not Capricorns, um, we have a guest on today <laughs> to talk about Family Trees, season seven, episode twelve. Uh, my husband will. Well, how are you? Hi, I'm good. There you go. Hanging out. That's yeah, what we amazing. usually what we do. Can I can I expose Will for like a quick second and yeah, say, of course, that literally five minutes before we started the podcast, I said, "Oh, do you have a drink?" And he goes, "No, let me go grab one." Do you? And he asks me, "Do you want any quiet snacks to eat?" <laughs> and I said, okay. "We don't eat on the podcast, <laughs> you know. monster." I what? Know. What is a quiet snack? Like what constitutes? There's no such thing on a podcast. I can understand an anti-quiet snack. I mean, that's very easy. Carrots, Mm. chips, Um, yeah. Starburst. I think like they sound like a quiet snack, Mm, but the the taffiness is is that like you're chewing it a lot, so it's actually counterproductive, and it's not a quiet snack. 
No, there's no such thing as a quiet snack. Maybe you could do like a hard candy, but I still feel like you could yeah. hear the like no. movement. It oh, it can move you in your tooth or something. Yeah. yeah. There is no quiet snacks. It's and that's why you don't snack. eat on a podcast. Yeah. No, you can't eat on a podcast. This is why we don't eat on a podcast. Well, I know. I don't have any food here. You didn't at, bring in any food. At no. least he was Not being even considerate. as a joke. He's so he's so considerate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, what have you been thinking of the final season of Boy Meets World now that we're uh, here? Um it's the final season, and that's about the nicest thing I could say. There's been some good episodes, but like half of them I really have detested our main <laughs> boy who's meeting the world here. I mean, he's never been my favorite character, but he's just been, like, so offensively bad <laughs> and in our faces about it. And, like, we'll, we'll get into it more later with some of the stuff he does. But I've liked, like, most of the other characters. Like, I liked, like, Eric. I love Sean still. Like, Feeny every once in a while comes Where in was still. Feeny this episode? Nowhere. Not in this episode. Feeny didn't want to. Rachel was invited to freaking Alan's party, yeah. but Feeny wasn't. What is this? Yeah, he lives like three hundred feet away. This is ridiculous. Like, no invite on here. Um. Yeah, Sarah and I've talked a little bit about this, about like how they really have like hyperbolized. That's not a word, but I just made it up. Like over the top like Eric and Corey have just mm -hmm. become caricatures of themselves at this point. And I don't know though, this episode, Corey didn't bother me that much. There's like one scene where I'm like, all right, Corey, that's like enough, you know, comparatively. No, he hasn't been that mm -hmm. bad. Yeah. yeah. He's been much, much worse in other episodes, but there's still that part, like in the middle there where he just like bugs me. Yeah. He's selfish. That's what it is. He's he is, just selfish. He is. Everything needs to go through him. It has to be what he wants, even if it's nothing to do with him. If it's just to do with Sean and his life and his family, Sean can't make his own decisions. He can't read a letter from his mom. Like, Yeah. Well, you got lucky. You picked an episode that is mostly Sean-based. Corey is yeah. not in it as much um so let's let's dive in we have season seven episode 12 family trees all centered around alan's freaking birthday sarah oh what is it 46 he's turning which i did a little bit of math on that and i was like okay what does that mean for like i feel like we originally were like oh amy and alan had the kids really young but i feel like they've changed this i don't know i'd have to go back and listen to like or uh, watch again to see if they've said alan's age before I mean, if he's 46, like, what's Eric? Like, 23? Yeah, 20. Like, yeah, let's say he's 22 just for easier math. I mean, you basically half Alan's age. He was right around Eric's age. Oh, my God. That's terrifying to think of, of Eric with a baby. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, we know that they had um, Eric really, really young. They've talked mm -hmm. about they got married young. They got they had Eric young. And I think that that's kind of why they're very, oh, the traditional like parent thing to say is like, oh, I want better than what you, what I had. I want more for right. you than what I had. And I think that that's why um, Amy and Alan are kind of the way that they are as parents. They grew up um, struggling with 
being the grocery manager yeah. and they don't they don't really want that for their kids so we're celebrating this 46th birthday and they kind of have a my favorite thing and yours a party planning committee yes yeah. who's yeah, the this- party planning committee we got amy in here we got Corey, morgan uh we have um our beloved topanga as note taker yeah, and, I feel like this is the correct person to be yeah. um, keeping the minutes. Well, yeah. in his own way, Eric is the head of a party planning committee. <laughs> Just exactly. the wrong party. Like his own. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, his own party. But yeah, they made the party planning committee makes uh, Eric throughout the episode believe that he is the head of the party planning committee. And it, it's all a sham. It's the it's a it's a Feeny con, right? Well. It's an Amy con, really. And she says it right to his face. He's like, because you're so stupid, we know that it would work. <laughs> yes. It. And it did. <laughs> yes, yes. They they they're kind of like very condescending to him. They go, Oh, you're the right man for the job, sweetie. We know it's you. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty uh, brutal. Poor Eric. Just I kind of love dumb Eric. I've got to say he's grown on us. Right, Sarah? Like I was very resistant in the beginning, but he's grown Mm -hmm. on me because I think that if he had gone the Jack route, he really wouldn't have been as likable. I love complex and like Eric, like that can get to those more emotional places more, but with how certain other characters have become, like, I think the changes to Eric haven't been as like bad and have Mm -hmm. worked like slightly better than others. Yeah. Yeah. I vowed in the beginning of the season that I am not going to bash on Eric and I have not said a bad word since, nor will I in the future. So Eric is doing his very best. If I'm going to be honest, all he wants is for his daddy to have a good 46th birthday. That's it. Even at the cost of Morgan. Even at the cost of Morgan. So let's break down this big plan because I don't even think I understand it. But essentially it has to do with uh, throwing Morgan in the fire to make. (laughs) Is it so that Alan can like save the day? Is that the end of the story? It's so that Alan cannot be around while the party is being like prepped. No, I think it's just to catch him off guard. They're trying to completely throw him off his rhythm. And then when they get to the emergency room, the party is there. Eric oh, is the a party true psychopath. I didn't get that. Yeah. Hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's yeah. very hard to follow the plan. And that's why you need somebody a little bit more organized to really facilitate facilitate the party planning committee. Also, there's a hmm. debate that was um, Alan in the Navy or was he a cook in the Coast Guard? And I always thought that he was in the Navy. He definitely was, because that's what he boxed in. He boxed in the Navy. That's that why he it. had those okay. boxing mitts from, like, season one. I think they could have boxing either place, but I didn't remember No, I specifically one. recall him saying that he was in the Navy. Like, that stands out to okay. me as, like, a, a note. But if they, yeah, who knows, right? I don't know why we're, like, because... Corey or Corey is the one who says Coast Guard and uh, Eric is the one who says the Navy. So I don't know why I'm siding with Eric here, but that's what I remember. Because mm. the point is, is I actually do think that Eric is correct. Yeah. 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 He's like, Daddy was a Navy sale. Yeah. And he's like freaking out and like yeah. shoving Corey when Alan walks in. Yeah. Alan comes I don't know in why and he's forgets. <laughs> joyous. Yeah. It's not about have, him. Have we ever seen Alan this joyous over anything ever? 
I think the only other thing he's been excited about was like when he was trying to spend time with like his kids. Like he was trying to spend time with Corey and trying to spend time with Eric. And then he felt all sad when all he had was Morgan mm-hmm. like that. I feel like he was excited yeah. about, but no, do we, do we know? I'm trying to remember Sarah. Do we know what Alan's sign is based on this? Um, Like mm. what time of year are we in right now? Well, they're wearing jackets, but I've never seen them wear summer clothes. It's so that doesn't, Christmas I was going to say, have we had a Christmas episode? No, not yet. They had the honeymoon. Oh, well, the honeymoon. Oh, but it's the second semester. It's the second semester. So he must be a spring baby. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's March or something. So he's some kind of spring baby. Okay. I don't know. I was just curious. He feels like I can get some Taurus energy from him. Maybe. The wiki does say that he is a, um, he was in the Navy. We have that confirmation at the very least. That's Mm -hmm. good. Uh, he was born in the 1950s. Boomer energy. He certainly has it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. This one says Alan was born on June 14th, as mentioned uh-huh. by Alan in season five episode Honesty Night. But his birthday party in episode Family Trees is clearly set in December. In December? Okay. Well, I don't. It Apparently wasn't clear to clear. me, Wiki. All right. Well, who the hell knows then, truly? But I do yeah. love Amy getting so sick of Alan that um, when he's like getting all amped about his birthday, she's just like, Alan, leave us the hell alone. <laughs> yeah. The whole like party thing reminds me of uh, old like episode seasons ago. Remember when they were throwing the anniversary party <gasps> for their parents? Oh, yeah. That was a classic episode. And, like, was it Corey and Eric? In yeah. On that? And yes. it went really bad. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yep. God. This is why they need the women helping them, though. Like, this I is mean, the exact reason why you need Amy and Topanga involved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and this is when like Sean shows up and he's like all excited because he got a letter from Verna. And he hasn't heard from her in three years. And everyone is very kind of mellow about this, except for Corey, who very, very strongly against opening this letter. Whereas I feel like everybody else is not even on the opposite side, more on the side of Leshawn make his own decisions. Yeah, because he's a freaking like adult. He can make his own decision to open a letter written to him by his own mother. I will say, yeah. Will was shouting at the TV in this scene because yeah. of how much Corey was. Oh, upset. really? <laughs> yeah. So, he bothers the, me a lot. <laughs> the reasoning that Corey had was that your life is going really well right now. You're very happy. You're in a good place. You're doing fine in school. You have a great girlfriend, all these things. But one thing that always disrupts your family or your life is your family. Like whenever they come into the picture, things right. get messy. Yeah, and, and he, doesn't... he should say that instead of saying "rip it up, rip it up." Like... No, he does. He does in a minute. At some point yeah. in time, he explains, like hmm. you. I don't want you to ruin the happiness that you have right now. He has a bad feeling about the letter. You know, Sean's very hopeful about it, but I think Corey has. I mean, it's good intentions, but yeah, it's ridiculous because, of course, he's going to open up a letter from his mother when he hasn't heard from her in three years. Yeah, that's really fair. Like, I don't think that there's ever a world 
here's what I think they should have done. Maybe this is a better way to do it. Have Angela, have Topanga, even maybe Corey, open the letter, read the letter, and then either give you the headlines or, you know what I mean? Like maybe say, I think this is very heavy. Like maybe you need to make sure you're in the right headspace before you read it. Basically have somebody like proofread this letter and make sure that Sean's going to be okay with whatever the contents say. I mean, like, I don't think there's ever a a world where Sean is completely ripping the letter up and not ever knowing what's inside of it. I would have liked it if like Sean made the decision himself to like hand it to Angela and then she reads it. And Angela then, feels like, like the prime person yeah. you'd pick in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Give them a real storyline to talk about, like, both of their moms. And, like, he comes in later in the episode and makes note of the fact that Angela doesn't really have a mom there either. Like, I think that would have been really nice. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that... I, I I think that for Sean, there's just I don't even think that he was hesitating reading the letter. I think that the thing about Sean is that each and every time, and it's kind of sad, but he always keeps getting duped. Like he always yes. goes back to the empty well. Um, and every single time he's hopeful that this time is gonna be different. And we see it on repeat that that's just not the case. Um, reading the letter for others, it really reminds me of uh, when Joey got her graduation letter in Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Uh, and she had Dawson read it. And I remember I wasn't that big of a fan at the time either. And I think that you were a little bit more receptive of it. Um, <laughs> Sounds right. So yeah, I just, just think like, I think that, I mean, on the bright side, Sean is surrounded by friends and family like when he does read it. And so he has people there to kind of help him. Yeah. But I think like, I think you're right. I don't think Sean was even hesitating at all. I think Sean was more excited. Although I will say he didn't open it the minute he got it. Right. Like he did keep it sealed until he got to Corey's house. So Mm -hmm. maybe there's something there. But yeah, it really sucks to be Sean and to basically just be kicked and kicked and kicked over and over and over again by your family members. Yeah. Especially Verna, who like, where the fuck are you, Verna? Well, like, you she's wait in, into she's in Honduras. Honduras. I guess yeah, she is in Honduras, which is beautiful, <laughs> by the way. But yes, it is. The thing is, is like, it's really shitty of her to drop this bomb on Sean and she's not even there to like explain mm-hmm. anything. She obviously doesn't even give him like a name. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. What good are you, you know? Well, yeah. So she he reads the letter, um, much to Corey Chagrin, and he it says, I'm in Honduras, I'm never coming back. And like Sean's like, huh, that's nothing new. Classic mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she said, I heard that dad died, and I, Sean has the right to know something. And once again, Corey is trying to persuade him to stop reading the letter. He's very concerned. And the headline is Verna's not Sean's real mom. Right. And that is very shocking for Sean because that's what Chet has said for 20 years of his life. And everything that he thought that he knew is kind of a lie. And he's this episode is ultimately about digesting that information. Right. And it's um, 
I get I get a little bit confused and like I think the the show doesn't do a great job at like explaining what happens next because we are in their apartment and there's like it looks like a crime scene type yeah. of like murder investigation with everything hanging up but I don't really understand how they figure out that like there are they've narrowed it down to like a few women and none of this makes any sense to me as to like how they arrived here, like how they know these women. Like mm. it seemed like they were going to do like, they're like, Oh, we're going to send this in and get more information on this Elaine. And it's like, yeah. who, wh who the fuck, who are you sending this to? Is this like, what is it? 23 and me like in the early days, like <laughs> what exactly are they doing here? It was a little bit confusing and not that the show, it's not a drama. It's probably yeah. not going to take the time to explain it all, but I was a little lost. If, I don't remember where we go from here. Like if we, find out any more about sean's like real mom but like it when they were down to the three possible mothers it just reminded me recently on a crew was me and just oh. saw mama mia yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like you got to get the three moms into town oh, no they're all gonna sing <laughs> oh my god it, it's just like mama mia that's what he needs yeah but the thing it's is papa the... pia, papa pia. <laughs> <laughs> no it, it is mama mia well, no, but Mamma Mia, but it's a, it's the dad. So in this way, it is Papa well, you, Pia. You know the, yeah. I, I like Papa so, Pia. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they, also, throughout this whole thing, like Sean starting the narrative, like I have no family, I have nobody, and Jack's like, "Bitch, I'm right here. I'm like logging into 23andMe for you. What are you talking about?" Yeah, I felt really bad for Jack yeah. throughout the episode, especially because I really, really don't like when sean says oh you're my half brother like that feels a little a little rude i well, don't it's know it's very dismissive and it it's once again how the show or how sean's been handling it throughout the show he is continuously dismissive of jack and jack is very patient and forgiving with sean but whenever there's a tiff between them our boy sean is the one that starts it or misspeaks mm -hmm. or says something bristly i don't know yeah. how do you feel about the brotherhood um well they haven't really done anything the whole season like the two of them like have they had True. any storylines between like them being brothers like no. they were both like out with like nowhere to really live at some point like i don't even know i guess sean's living with angela now no, no, now like, it's the three boys again. Oh, it's the three boys again. They switched it up again. Yeah. I don't blame you for being confused. Well, they were living together, and then it was like... That was only for, like, an episode. Yeah, and then Corey told him they didn't deserve it for some reason, which he was just being ridiculous, and I hated that. Yeah. But, like, I, I liked when they were living together. I thought that was cute. But I guess the three boys back in there, it's like the old days. It makes sense, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it should have been. <laughs> The whole time year, and yeah. then they changed it for some reason for no reason and then they yeah. just change it back halfway into the season because they just didn't know what to there, do it's musical musical housemates yeah. It is. yeah because they can yeah they can. So how did you feel about down... no sorry. i was gonna i was just gonna oh yeah sorry i was gonna ask how you felt about eric's delusional birthday plan i really did appreciate the props he had made uh, yeah, so we have a board, like a uh, a board with a pointer, which I'm very pro pointer. Yeah, it's a picture of Morgan. It's like a school picture plus um, a skull with a red background. So I guess that's the poison equals 
Morgan the school picture with a green face. So yeah, she's the Hulk Morgan. Yeah, Hulk Morgan. (laughs) Then we go to the emergency room and then an arrow to party balloons, which (laughs) you know I love a balloon. So yeah. Morgan mm-hmm. plus poison equals poison Morgan who goes to the emergency room and then we get balloons. It's a oh, solid, yeah. have it's you, a solid plan. Um, Will, have you heard about Sarah's lung capacity when it comes to blowing up balloons? Uh, not specifically, no. Now, would you imagine, you know Sarah, do you think she is good at blowing up balloons or do you think she's terrible and has no lung capacity? I mean, I feel like the fact that it's notable means she's bad at it. <laughs> Mm. I will tell you that I am great at blowing up balloons. Yeah, she bragged about it. She blew up a six-foot penis. I did. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, all by myself. All by herself, six-foot penis balloon. That's a massive balloon. Yeah, it's taller than you are. Yeah, and wow, I it's because I have such great lung capacity. Was it one of those ones that's like the nylar type? Uh, you know no, I mean? no, it was like a pool floaty. Oh, it was a pool, f- a pool floaty <laughs> pool penis. Floaty. Yeah, who doesn't <laughs> want that? Yeah, Truly. and actually, <laughs> yesterday when we were talking about this, I interrupted you to tell you about my about the blow up penis, and you were asking me how long I could um hold my breath underwater, and I think I can probably do it for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Have you ever pretended when you're in the pool that you were drowning just to see if people would get you? Nope. Oh, okay. Well, that's a that's <laughs> something that I haven't done either. I would like right. take it for a few seconds and then like no one would come, so I would just get out. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a sad you were story. the drama. I, knew I was joking. Yeah. yeah. Well, then this is like the little boy who cried wolf. Mm. One time you're actually going to be drowning, and people aren't going to yeah. save you. Well, nope. what's a girl to do? Mm. yep so anyway um no i love that eric also has the plans for like if morgan actually dies like he's like you know what it's fine if she actually dies that's okay too because we'll have a horse yeah oh yeah horsey rides yeah oh pony ride with the balloons with the balloons yeah Yeah, and the pony's name is pete naturally Uh, he Mm. kept saying horsies yeah horsies yeah Yeah, horsey rides yeah yeah so he's ready he's prepped yeah well um, I love a man with a plan, mm-hmm. and I think it's good to have but a plan. Do you love a, a man plan. with a horsey? <laughs> hmm. I mean, cowboys. Yeah, cowboys are a plus. Mm. Yeah. Uh. Oh. So. No. <laughs> Gosh. I mean, horses kind of smell like. <laughs> not only that, but like they're unpredictable. I don't want to be kicked horses in the face. Do to you? They. I mean, also they just poop everywhere. Like, we went so to Medieval Times, and they had designated poop collectors. I mean, you gotta. They're living where, things. They gotta go. Where was this? In- medieval Times. Oh. Okay. They straight up just so, poop, and they have to get it cleaned up constantly. Yeah. So now you're anti-horses because of your time in Medieval Times. I'm not anti-horses. I'm just anti-me being your horses. Wow. Mm, wow. They're yeah. dangerous animals. I Are mean, you just upset that you didn't win? I am upset about that. Yeah. Um, I was on a winning streak. Our guy had the won. most charisma, though. He, he was really good. He was very good at hyping up the crowd. He gave me a flower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how'd you feel about that, Will? I caught it. I handed it to you. 
<laughs> oh, that's not what I was told. No. It was aimed for me. And it went to me. I wasn't ready for it. And I caught it. There you go. So that maybe sounds like... I really got the favor. I should put it in my hair. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Jessica, this, this whole thing is actually not what happened at all. In reality, Will caught the flower, so Will's the special <laughs> princess, and then he gave you the flower. So if anything, you're Will's special princess. To be fair, yeah. it was like a carnation. You're welcome. Which which you threw out. Because it's a wow. carnation. What am I supposed to do with it? Well, you didn't even take it like back that I day. I didn't. No, I, I was like, it I'm leaving this trash did here. It didn't leave the building. It didn't leave the building. It, <laughs> it got didn't left on the building? Take a left on the table because I had shit to carry. We were not. We were staying in a hotel. I already yeah. had enough shit to carry. Yeah, yeah. You don't deserve the flower, Jessica. Probably not. But you know what? That was my flower. The tomato soup was very good. I will. You're say. shitting yeah. on his horses. You're yeah. not taking his flower. Yeah, the horses are shitting. <laughs> um. Anyway, back to the episode yes. twenty three. Me. They're submitting twenty three. Me, and then they yeah, found out. There. Some yeah. stuff about something. Yeah, so we have three suspects. Verna, yeah. who we can rule out, according to her, at least. Although maybe she's like, don't come into me looking for money. You know, who knows? Uh, there's Mingwa, who Sean says we can also rule out. And Elaine. Yeah. Okay. I mean, did they say how they found the names? No, that's the thing. They didn't. Did, did Chet have a little black book or something? Oh my, do you think it was his Rolodex? I would believe it. <laughs> Yeah, but, he probably yeah. has like a computer document of everyone that he slept with. Ew. I was just I don't think he has a computer. <laughs> he, well, has then a, just a he has a sticky button. note yeah. with all the women he slept he's with. He's not going to the public library to use the computer. No. Like, no, not. probably not. No. So in the but next yeah, but, scene. No, I was just oh. going to say she was last spotted in Boston. Oh. So that's pretty interesting. It's but, not that far. Yeah. No, it's not far at all. Yeah. So in the next scene, he gets a envelope of his results. Sean is very excited because he's like, I have a mother. Like, I'm going to open it. And Corey is definitely just in the corner, like bashing this whole entire thing. I really don't like this. Like, I am. There's one thing about like being prepared for bad news and like trying to prepare your friend to hear bad news. I feel like Corey was a Debbie Downer from the start, and like that's also not helping anyone. Yeah, absolutely. So they open it up, and essentially the the results were um like inconclusive. They were not able they to just determine. Couldn't find her? where the whereabouts were because apparently she does not want to be found um so it was not bad news but not good news but sean did not take it well yeah it was interesting because he was basically just like i'm fine i'm fine i'm just gonna i have to leave but don't make a big deal out of it and everyone knows when right. he leaves they're like he's done this before where like he's pushed other people away when like bad things have happened to him and so they all were kind of expecting it to go very poorly i don't know why Corey didn't chase after him now like they all know where it's going they know it's not gonna be good i but think there's just, not like, much Corey can do like what what are they gonna just you know follow him around like a puppy dog the whole time he has the case of the... done his whole life 
<laughs> yep. He has the case of the I told you so's at this moment. That's that's yeah, what it that's really what it is. Um and all, they were trying everybody was trying to be very logical about it because I suppose that they searched for Elaine and last known last name and they were saying, Oh, she could have changed her last name, like maybe she got remarried, like you don't know. But um yeah. It was it was not a good situation. Mm -mm. Um, yeah, they don't have the social media. Yeah, no. right. No social media to find a lane. I on. know. It was, I mean, and actually, twenty three and me, actual twenty three and me, would probably be very helpful too. People mm -hmm. find yeah. uh, relatives all the time, if not your actual parents, grandparents, cousins, what have you. Um, so. It is the day of Alan's birth, and Eric comes over and is like, hey, Dad, like, how's it going? And Alan is having the birthday blues right now. Major <laughs> birthday blues. He is so depressed because <laughs> nobody is throwing him his birthday. He probably got no presents. He is, you know, really feeling it. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is really funny. I really love sad dad, Alan, where he's yeah. just like, no one cares about my birthday. No one's even here. Yeah. I don't know how he didn't think this was a ruse. Well, I don't know. I've never mm. had a surprise birthday party. Will, have you ever had a surprise birthday party? No. All I want in the world is for somebody to throw me a surprise birthday party. Nobody cares enough about me to do so. But I have been talking about this for years, haven't I, Jessica? You really have. This is I have. True. It's the only thing I want is for somebody to throw me a surprise birthday party, just like Alan. And every year passes and there's no birthday party to be had. So sad. Yeah. One day. <laughs> one day I'll get my due. One day someone will throw you a birthday party. Yeah. But not today. Not today. Because no. it's Alan's birthday. So, yeah. yeah. Basically, now Eric is hinting that the surprise birthday party is tomorrow. And Alan's like, what the fuck? Like, this is my birthday party today. That to makes no fair, sense. I think I agree with Eric here, where, like, the least time you're expecting a birthday party is the day after your birthday. This is, like, my mom was almost going to turn 41. So her birthday's in September. So it was the summer before she turned 41. And my dad threw her a 40-ish birthday party oh. that summer and surprised her. Because she wasn't expecting it. Because, hey, my birthday is not for another month. Mm -hmm. It's a great mm -hmm. idea. I feel like it's better to do it before than after, though. Because then the person isn't on their birthday wondering why no one is caring. That's fair. And also, if, can I be honest? This birthday party was shitty. Yeah. It was like literally like five balloons and a cake. Like, that's not even a party. You can't even I, get a Feeny appearance. Like, what is this? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, it's that. And it's also the fact that it's just Eric and Corey's friends. It's yes. not and yeah. the family. There's none Where of are Amy and Alan's friends. Where's his old bandmates. Where are the monkeys? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, anybody, anybody. But also, 46 is not a notable birthday. It's not no. 45. Do you, do you think he requires a birthday party every year? This is probably why yes. no one showed up. Because yeah. they're like, oh, we just went to Alan's 45th. Like, who cares about 46? And that was a huge bash. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that episode where they had the anniversary party and it went bad, I remember both Alan and Amy getting very, like, incredulous about it. Be like they were couldn't believe that their sons couldn't give them a correct mm-hmm. party these matthews like, are obsessed with parties to be appreciated they really do their love language is parties i suppose um so then what we have at this raging party sean comes in and he's stinking drunk the thing is i don't even okay i think by today's standards it was not super obvious Sean was drunk. I couldn't tell until the, they reacted. I thought that, like, they really should have done the, like, oh, my God, Sean, your breath or something like that. Because I thought it was only obvious when he went over to Angela and was like, oh, she's disappointed. And then he does the whole, like, dude, dude, Sean, Sean. Like, it, I felt like that was the obvious part. Yeah. But up yeah. until then, I thought he was acting, like, mostly normal a little more like outgoing than usual yeah well he came in without a without a puss on his face and that's very unlike sean yeah they could have even done an even better job and had him like holding a flask or a beer bottle or something Mm, something yeah it was just very subtle compared to like if you watched a show today Mm. it would be very very over the top shirt like something yeah going on well i I mean he's drunk it makes me think of the last time that we saw we saw Sean and Corey drunk in uh, that episode of which I totally know the name of. Mm-hmm. Um, we loved that episode. We loved that episode, and they actually did do a very good job. But one of the things that he promised to Angela was that he would not drink anymore because he gets mean when he drinks. Yeah, that was the thing where th- this is where, okay, on one hand, I really like that they're following up on Jack and Sean saying, you know, this is a family issue we like n- have known about. We're not going to drink. We never really saw the aftermath of like them going to counseling. Um, and so I kind of like that they're bringing this back, that they're reminding us like, hey, this is an issue. But I also kind of wish they had like had one episode in the middle Where, like, they maybe talked about Sean getting counseling for it. Well, yeah, it would have been nice to see him and Jack together, just in general. And I think that would have been a good way to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, he is in a state right now. Yeah, Mm. so everyone's kind of doting on him. You know, Angela suggests that they take a walk around the block. And he becomes a little bit more and more volatile, volatile with people um you know trying to baby him and ultimately as will Enchin mentioned earlier he starts like going starts lamenting how he and angela don't have moms he's an orphan he's all alone he has no parents and yeah. it kind it gets sad really really quickly yeah especially because he he's saying my childhood is over i never had any parents um and then it's like he's taking it out on himself. I think a lot of this gets internalized within Sean of like, did I not deserve parents? Why did nobody want me? Why did I get abandoned so many times? And then on top of that, 
he hates that it's bothering him so much. And so he's then taking that and turning it into self-hatred and loathing where he's just like, oh, stop whining. I hate you. I hate you. I think all of that is just so rough on top of the fact that we're only a few months out from his dad dying. And so he's still processing that grief. And then just to get wham slammed with like the I'm not your real mom, you know, like that's not easy, especially I don't know. Will, do you think it has also anything to do with the fact that like they're celebrating Alan's birthday and Alan is like, you know, for all intents and purposes, like a really great dad? I think maybe it amplifies it, but it's not like because of that. No. Yeah. It's it happened to happen on the same day. So like. Alan was already doing the dad thing in that scene of like come in the next room like he was going to have a conversation with him and like he does to like Corey and Sean and maybe Morgan we don't know um (laughs) but yeah I mean Sean obviously like sees that and they've made like little mentions in like past seasons when they watched him when Chet was away of like them being like sort of parents to him but Mm -hmm. not like officially well, that brings me up to kind of the next point, Will, where the Matthews actually um, ask if if they can make it official. They say, yeah. we can adopt you. We will be your parents. Um, what did you what do you think of this? Like, did you feel like this was an appropriate thing to ask for or ask if he wanted that? It's obviously a sweet gesture, but I'm curious yeah. how you felt about it. I I thought it was sweet. I thought it was like a nice thing of them to do. Like they've always been there and they're just like committing to that. Like, Oh, we'll be here for you for whenever you need for forever. And I think that's beautiful. I think that's great. Like, what did you guys think of that? Yeah, I think, I think it's tough. I, part of me wants to say like, do it when he's alone. Um, I think it's a little bit of a, a little bit too much pressure in like a group setting um i mean it's not surprising right like like you said they've always taken sean in they've always treated him like another son um and i i love amy saying like do you need a mom like i'm a really good mom i got references Mm -hmm. like i really loved that and I love amy saying like you've always been a part of this family like we should just make it official um, but I, I don't know, Sarah, like I, I ultimately really am happy with how it ended up where Sean is just like, I don't want to lose my like identity as a hunter. Like, I think you can have it both ways. I think you can be a family member of the Matthews without needing the Matthews name, you know? Yeah, I, I, I do agree with that. I guess, um, I think like if Sean was a little bit younger, under 18 when he lost his parents i think that that would be a really nice and kind gesture i think that at this point in his life it's you know he's starting to gain his own identity outside of his parents as like what it means to be a hunter also if he gives up the hunt not that he would change his name but say if he would if he becomes a matthews rather than a hunter that loses connect the connection with jack as well yeah Yeah. and i think like something that is probably really stupid to bring up but like would matter is also like the financial aid aspect of school Mm. like if he doesn't have his parents as like to put on those like financial aid papers he's gonna get more aid versus the matthews who have more money like he's gonna get less aid i do think there is like a financial benefit 
to also staying a hunter, which I know is not like, you know, the point is a very emotional decision, mm -hmm. but like would be something you'd want to consider. I like ultimately that, like, I like that Sean does still appreciate the gesture and like, mm -hmm. And we'll get there with like what he gives Alan. And I really love that. Like it wasn't yeah. a, no, you're not my real dad. Like it was a, I really love everything you've done for me, but I want to keep the Hunter name, you know? Yeah. yeah. He still has that connection with his dad. Like he made peace with it. He was never overjoyed with how his relationship with his dad went like all the way up to the end, but he yeah. forgave him and he let yeah. that go. Yeah. And it's just like a lot to, get into that again oh yeah we should have known sarah that this was during december because sean leaves and is followed by a santa oh, yeah we're stupid bitches i, I don't know santa. what to say i totally forgot about the santa yeah. but yeah. it doesn't make sense because then that means that literally Corey and sean um Corey and topanga got married in the middle and took a honeymoon in the middle of the school semester People i know it's trying to be logical yeah. that's it, it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make sense to they do like that. got married during like thanksgiving break and like <laughs> left for it doesn't so that's why we thought that was later but yeah. now it's christmas because mm. he's getting followed by a santa yeah yeah and i i do love this moment where he thinks it's Corey, um and it's a santa and he's like oh wow he didn't even follow me i guess when he gets married that's the end yeah. of me and the money the the santa leaves and there's Corey. <laughs> like, yeah. I did love that little like bait and switch where the show wanted you to think for like a hot second that Corey wouldn't follow him. Yeah. Oh, in the last scene, one little thing. When Amy says that she has like references for being a good mom, I just love Eric's line about like best I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah. So, yeah. We can move on from mm -hmm. that. But this is, I thought this part to me was one of the more annoying Corey moments when sean says he wants to go to the cemetery to like visit his father's grave and Corey is just like oh i thought we'd get pie like i really hate cemeteries and it's just like you need to suck it up and go for your friend like yeah. i don't give a shit if you hate cemeteries like sean needs you right now like i don't know if he's trying to go back to that truck stop where they got the pies but like <laughs> that's like the one place they can fix sean like you should just say yes and be a good friend. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. That bugs just me selfishness. So. It, it that's what it is. It's if he yeah. if your friend wants to go to the cemetery, even if you hate cemeteries, who who likes cemeteries? But yeah. even if you hate cemeteries, you should just go. Like it's not about the pie. Yeah. Maybe pie later. I don't know. Pie yeah. tomorrow. Pie on Christmas. Yeah. Get a pie on the way home and eat it. <laughs> yeah. And I, re I really, really hated the line that Corey says of like, yeah. my family's at my house. Like, what's waiting for you at a cemetery? It's like, Corey, you yeah. know the answer to that. That's his dad. Like, not everyone feels the need to like go to a cemetery to speak to their like deceased loved ones. Right. Mm -hmm. Like some people talk to them other places or wherever. But like, if that's where Sean needs to go to feel like he has some sort of familial connection or like. You don't even know, Corey. Like, you have no idea what's in, going on in Sean's head. Maybe Sean wants to go there to ask, like, are you okay with, like, me becoming a Matthews? You know what I mean? Like, maybe that's what the move is. And so, and yeah. it's really annoying to me that Corey is being so yeah. short-sighted and not, like, understanding what Sean needs in this moment. Mm. As usual. Mm -hmm. But. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they do end up, he does end up going with him to the cemetery and I really, like, I don't know, Sarah, how is it working for you having Chet come back in, like, ghost form? 
<laughs> okay, so it's it's the reason why I chuckle is because for whatever reason, it works with Chet, but we just saw something kind of similar in Dawson's Creek again. I, the parallels between this season it's and weird, Dawson's yeah. Creek season, it, it's been a little weird, but um, for whatever reason, it did not work for me in Dawson's Creek, but it did work for me in this uh, episode. And I think it's because Sean is talking to his father as if he was talking to a headstone or sometimes yep. when you speak to people that are no longer with you, if that is a cemetery or wherever in the backyard, however you do it, it's like he's talking to him in that way versus what we saw in Dawson's Creek where it was supposedly like a, like kind of like a flashback. So it mm -hmm. does work for me here because, um, I don't know. Like, I guess. No, like, I think I know what you mean, because on Dawson's Creek, it was played for flashbacks. Mm -hmm. And here, like you said, the moments where Sean is picturing Chet or having conversations with Chet are at the grave site or like in the in the trailer right? by himself. Like, by himself it's, it's really like he's talking to himself exactly he's imagining what his dad would be saying in those moments and yeah. that's why it works it works for me i think like i love that they can bring chet back in these moments where sean feels like he needs advice and like he can go to his dad and imagine what his dad would say um and i think like I don't know. I think it really works here where, like you said, I think for Sean to be alone, it has, that's how it has to be for it yeah. to work. Well, I think it worked really well because there's been such a disconnect from Chet. Like it's been like a minute. So yeah. it hits harder emotionally. And oh, like, that's a I think point. his, his dad is very predictable. So like, he knows exactly what he would do. He knows what he would say. Mm -hmm. Like he, he was in a pattern for like his whole life or at least all that Sean ever saw. Yeah. So he knows how he would feel about basically anything going on. Well, the only, the, I will say the one tiny, like teeny tiny thing that bothered me is like, it made sense to me that Chet would say, the reason I didn't tell you is because I was trying to protect you. Right? right. Like I was trying to protect you and everything. Like, and he talks about how like nicely, like Sean is keeping up the gravesite, bringing flowers. Um, and the only thing that kind of didn't make sense. And maybe I'm just like misunderstanding the episode was when Sean says, Oh, my mother was a stripper. Like how yeah. would he know that? Well, yeah. Exactly. How Unless you get he that got that from like the 23 and me stuff. But I don't think they've ever mentioned that. So that's they, why I was a little bit yeah. like, well, that he wouldn't know. And that makes no sense. They didn't up until that point. Maybe he's just like taking a swing, like, knowing yeah. who his dad was. I, I just I just had a feeling like because then he says, oh, did you love her? And he says, I did. It wasn't enough to hold her, though. And I felt like that's what Sean would have wanted to hear, that he loved mm -hmm. whoever his mom was, when in reality, it literally could have been a one night stand yeah. and like then Chet ended up with Sean. You know what I mean? That part, I just, the, the stripper part bothered me simply because it doesn't make sense for Sean to have that information. The everything else though, that Chet says is like, Verna loved you. Like, uh, you know, you come from like just a really long line of lousy people and you got dealt like a really bad hand. But if the Matthews are offering to take you, like absolutely you should do that. And all of that very much feels like what Sean would imagine Chet would say, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just I'm I'm curious maybe in this mysterious black book maybe he did mention how he knew his mother and maybe it did say that she was a stripper. That's like my only guess. It just feels like when Sean finds it out he's like a stripper, like he mm-hmm. finds it's like he's saying it like like he's heard it for the first time. Yeah. You know who um, directed this episode? Fred Savage. Ugh. Um, yeah. the only other thing that I thought was interesting that very much felt like a I forget what they call it, where like when someone has died, you like always talk about them in such like flowery language, like you don't right. usually besmirch the dead. Um, mm-hmm. was when Chet is just like, I tried, and Sean's like, Oh, you were a good dad, people like me. I had friends, and he says, you stayed. You raised me. And I want to be like, are we just forgetting about the moment that Chet literally ditched yeah. Sean at the Matthews for a couple months? <laughs> More for a year. Months. Like, it was a while. And then he lived with freaking, uh, what's his face, Turner. Like, yeah. it's, I mean, again, the continuity on this show has never been very good. Yeah. Since it's the last season, like, I think it would have been really nice if they brought Mr. Turner back. And like had like him have a conversation with him. Or yeah. But well, like, Sarah, just, you said he's in I'm, um Girl yeah. Meets World or whatever, right? Yeah, way off in the future. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's like funny how they're kind yeah. of rewriting it. I understand why they're doing it because they're trying to paint Chet as like this, like, no, you didn't have your mom, but you've always had Chet, even if he is like unreliable, which it's like, mm, not really. But, you know, that's yeah. fine if we want to just erase that. Yeah. But once again, I it's a conversation that he's having to with himself and you have to understand or have to think that there's probably some level of denial and like you were saying, like rewriting his relationship yeah. with his dad because his dad's no longer with him. So it once again, like it kind of may, and this conversation is not really happening in reality. So it kind of makes sense that Sean in his mind kind of rewrites it to make the narrative benefit his father greater and also another thing that happens is like sometimes you especially when you have like a relationship that you're comparing like he's comparing his relationship with his mom to his relationship with his dad he's kind of telling himself that it's a it was a better relationship than it actually was because number one that hurts less than realizing that he doesn't have a good relationship with either either of his parents but also it's 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 a lot of rewriting in his own mind and it's kind of like i i almost wonder if this show is smart enough to realize that that's actually what's happening versus this is a continuity error and i kind of want to make the assumption that maybe it was a little purposeful but who knows no i think you're right though i think sean sean would say you were around you stayed like that is what sean would say especially Um, comparatively to verna yeah yeah i think with how we left off with chet it ended up like in a good or at least okay spot right he even says remembers yeah he even says like i tried to tell you with the hospital that i was like really proud of you yeah and i really did love like i chet always does bring a little bit of comedic relief and that's why i think him and sean bouncing off one another is so great because like he's almost like an older like uh redneck year version of Corey. (laughs) (laughs) i could see that Mm -hmm. funny um, because he's like, oh, I couldn't really hear you. I was going, oh, oh, <laughs> he does. He does bring the funny. And I, 
I always think that like something that Boy Meets World does really well is like Chet wasn't around as much as I remembered him being like with my own memory of the show Same. but he's such a full character like we know who this guy is I mean every time they bring him back I think they do such a good job yeah. of like giving him those lines that it's like yeah that's exactly what Chet would yeah. say he's a pretty consistent character throughout yeah yeah maybe this would be like the most inconsistent along with the rest but he's still like admitting his faults mm -hmm. throughout it so I yeah. think it fits in with who he was yeah and i do like we were saying like the using using chet i like that we get like him saying oh i can get a little sleep and he walks away and that's when Corey comes into the frame and he's like oh did you do what you needed to do like we very much are like okay he was speaking to like speaking to the gravesite and imagining what this conversation would be like right hmm. yeah it's very interesting it quite reminds me of my 11th grade film project that I did during film camp. <laughs> what did you have to do in your 11th grade film project? So I went to film sleepaway camp um, mm. because that's what suburban white girls do. And um, what we did was three weeks and three movies. And one of my movies uh, was very like this, like, oh, having it, it's very trippy, having a conversation. And then you reveal that it's a ghost or like you're talking mm -hmm. to yourself the whole time uh and then like hallelujah played at the back because you know i'm, I'm a of dramatic course. bitch um it's it's so bad but i think i have the dvd of it still maybe oh if we I need ever... to watch that next time i visit you because yeah, that sounds ever... like a great time it yeah. sounds really embarrassing actually <laughs> exactly which is why it will be a great time yeah yeah um but I do, I do like Corey saying in this moment, like he's like, we, Topanga and I got married. Like, I wish you could have been there. Um, he's like, Sean's going to be okay. Like, I, I liked that from Corey at the very least that he is like, you know, um, having that moment where he's saying to Chet, like, we're here for him. Like, we've got him. You don't have to worry about that. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. I think that um, ultimately, I think that it's good that they talked about uh, talked about this together, uh, mm. and then they go home, and it's still Alan's birthday party because he loves a birthday. Does <laughs> everyone stayed, and uh, and Sean like right away is just like I can't be a Matthews, and I I did like Alan's reaction where he's like mm -hmm. I get it, like the yeah. but just know that it's always you know it's always going to be on the table the offer is always going to be there yeah and i think he is a member of the family even not in name like yeah. they don't need to adopt him like he's old enough to be on his own now mm -hmm. like so i think that step is really kind of unnecessary mm -hmm. i agree and, and we get the really sweet moment where he still like you said like he's like i have a dad but that doesn't mean that he can't have another father figure in his life. And so he gives Alan the like handprints from when he was a kid in this like circular thing. And I think it says like to my dad or something on it. it. Does, yeah. yeah. I thought that was really and I sweet. I just love Eric being like, look at how stupid it is. Dad's going to hate it. Like, no, this is from both of us. <laughs> After he realizes that he loves it. 
I loved that moment. Yeah. It was so dumb. Alan says, I'll keep it for the rest of my life. And yeah, I, I, I thought that Eric was really funny in that moment too. I love how he puts um, his hand over one of the handprints to be like, look at that's that's mine. Yeah. <laughs> it's mine. This well, over here is Sean's right hand, yeah. but over here is my left hand. Yeah. yeah it was definitely. so stupid, but it was so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah. uh Sean has one request from Alan. Can you please yell at me just like you do, Corey and Eric? We'll make Alan do this on his birthday. Like, no one wants to yell at someone on on their own birthday. I feel like he already does. Like, he's yelled at him plenty. Oh, he's definitely yelled at him. He was having the dad talk just earlier in the episode. He's yelled at him a lot of times in these episodes. This is not new. Yeah. Yes. I guess he's just like, yeah, I need more of that. I guess now he's saying, like, you can yell at me and I won't give you, you're not my real dad, like, yeah. back. <laughs> you can yell at me. I said, you are my real dad. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Alan gives him a little piece of his mind. Don't drink. You know, leave the sass out of this. I'm a Navy SEAL. And apparently he is a Navy SEAL. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that that's pretty much it, and kind of you know, ta- like so basically is it's mostly like why are you drinking? Or I think they're still underage, so like definitely yeah, why they're are not twenty one yet. Yeah, you and know, I do I, love how he gets some digs in at Corey and Topanga too, or he's just like you're gonna want to buy a house and you're gonna come to me, uh, and I got news for you: get a job, get a job. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I, I liked this. Like, it really felt like uh, a good way to end the episode. I mean, I don't really care for Alan's yelling, but if this is what Sean is requesting, you know, sometimes Sean does need a little bit of tough love. Um, And I yeah. thought, like, it's a beautiful episode. I think, I don't know, I think nine times out of ten, if they're doing a dramatic Sean episode, it's going to be really good, mostly because I think Ryder Strong has these dramatic, like, acting chops that he can pull out. Yeah. in moments like this and it's he it's really well done yeah i love that yeah what did you think of the episode overall will would you say it was like better than average for the season yeah for sure like it's in the top half it's like i like some of the more recent ones you liked like, the honeymoon, the honeymoon ones. was good like there was a lot of good comedy recently but yeah. like a little earlier on like there was some poor episodes that were definitely worse than this one mm-hmm. yeah i thought it was a really good episode really good uh sean episode yeah what have you guys thought of topanga this season um i don't know i feel like she's been made into a caricature of herself as well where she's very like uh wifey yeah i feel like <laughs> right. she's been made into a character caricature of someone else almost because she's yeah she hasn't been the smart like together like well, it's not really been about class at all lately, right? Yeah. Like, it's been about the wedding and now their marriage and then other people's relationships. Like, there mm. hasn't been a moment where they're really in class a lot for us to have those topanga e moments. Yeah. Yeah. I think that she's kind of in this position right now where, yeah, like, I think that she is seeing herself more as a wife than an independent person. I think that... And sadly, I think a little bit of her giving up Yale contributes to that because yeah. instead of any her own individual person, she's now thinking for herself and for Corey. Um, right. 
I know what happens in the future. And I know that that's not the direction she ultimately goes in. Like she really does become somebody that thinks for herself, you know, chooses a career path for herself. But I think at this point in time, she's, we have to remember like she's super young and she's married. And like, I think that her identity at this very point in time is wife. And I think that we hear that a lot from young women that get married. Mm. They, their world surrender uh, like surrounds around being a wife or being a mother and i think that she yeah. is going to because topanga is who she is is going to tire of that and that's why she ultimately decides that she wants to become a lawyer and she's not going to stay in philadelphia and all this jazz yeah, yeah. i like that I'm, I'm just missing a little bit of that now yeah topanga has yeah. been on a really weird journey where like she feels at some points like very underdeveloped um she was a late arrival and we, we even when she was there we felt like we didn't get a lot of her then she was very topanga e for a while and then a lot of her character gets lost in her being Corey's girlfriend slash wife right companion basically yeah that is what she has portrayed well, as yeah. a lot of times that's all the storylines especially around wedding and honeymoon exactly <laughs> but i did again i did like her in the in the honeymoon stuff i thought yeah. they had some really interesting uh like developmental stuff with the relationship um and how they're faring through marriage but yeah, yeah. Um, I think ultimately yeah. the thing is, and that's why I've gathered from, you know, listening to that other very famous podcast with actual actors in it, um, <laughs> podcast world, <laughs> is that Michael Jacobs, the creator, knows how to write for himself because Corey is, of course, a younger version of himself. That's what he sees this as. Yeah. And he doesn't know how to write for women. And that includes Amy, especially. And that yeah. includes Topanga. He doesn't know how to write for women. He knows how to write for boys. And I think that that's kind of the issue. And I, I don't know totally how many women were in the writer's room, but probably not a ton. Yeah. This yeah. is Michael Jacobs' story, and he didn't do a great job with writing for women in this yeah. show. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest takeaways that we'll have. Obviously, we'll do a season, a series wrap up podcast, but yeah. um something that really stood out to me is just how little Topanga actually is having her own stories throughout the show mm -hmm. and how much like Boy Meets World you think Corey Sean and Topanga. Like that is where your mind mostly goes, right? Eric as well, but like mostly it's the that trio and then to see Sean gets these storylines, like these single episodes that are solely focused on him, Topanga doesn't really get that. Um, and it's unfortunate because she's a great character and there's a lot that could have been done um, with her that isn't that passes the Bechtel test um, that isn't yeah. all focused on Corey. Yeah. And uh, it stinks. Yeah. I wish we got I wish we got more Topanga. I'll always say that, though. Like, that's yeah. me beating the same drum that I beat freaking, you know, two years ago when we started this. More Topanga. More Topanga. Always. Mm. But, yeah. but uh, this is a great episode. You know, I think we get we've had some nice episodes here where we had see we have family trees. We really liked the honeymoon episodes. Um, We've had some good stuff throughout uh this season so far next mm -hmm. week we're going back to two episodes back to the two episode run episodes 13 and 14 the provider and i'm gonna be like you dad 
Yeah. Um, off the bat, these names aren't ringing a bell, but Sarah continuing the trend of having guests on every week through our final yeah. season. Our friend Asia is coming back. Asia has been a uh, part of the Boy Meets World's uh, Shit 90 Shows Tommy family for many a seasons, probably mm-hmm. since season two or three. And she uh, last season or the season before she she was uh, it was just the two of you because I had like a little thingy. So some would mm-hmm. say that she's number three in the fam. Well, actually, I don't know. Like Will was, I think, our first guest. I think that that's very well, noteworthy. You probably were. Well. It's not going to be on that. You were there in the. I think Will's been. I'm pretty sure we've had you on every single season. There may have been one that you missed. I might have missed. I think you missed one, two or three. Yeah, forget about it. It's ruined. Episode way back in the day about the pitcher and I was the sports. Oh, you were a sports correspondent. correspondent. You're terrible at being sports correspondent. Um, really dropping the ball. I mean, they dropped a lot of the sports stuff. Sure, yeah. likely. That, I guess that yeah. is my biggest complaint as our sports correspondent. You really have not put your finger on the pulse recently. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well. I was oh. going to thank you for kind of being like, you are like the husband <laughs> of the pod. Like, without you, we, I don't even know if we would. I mean, we have your support. I take mm. Jessica away for hours a week. Um, I could thank you for all of that, but since you don't do your job and take it seriously, how am I supposed to thank you? You get no thanks from us. Oh, well, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> and the good thing is, is that just because Boy Meets World is ending doesn't mean that you get your wife back. I'm still going to no. take it's her true. shit. It's very true. <laughs> You're not going to see any more of me than you would have before. Never. But it's been really fun. Like I've loved coming on here talking about Boy Meets World every time i have like they've it's been different than i remembered it being when i was a kid like other characters like jumped out in my mind more than they actually appear on the show but it's been fun to actually go back and go through it i've wanted to rewatch for like years but just like never did like my sister had all the dvds like she got them all for like christmas one year so she rewatched them i'm sure but i just Mm -hmm. never did so it's been fun it's yeah been this is the one podcast that i do that you like will actually listen to every week well i listen to the like the special ones i just don't listen to dawson's creek because i can't watch that show it's fine that's where i get all my like <laughs> energy know. out that i could say whatever i want i, I know, know you won't hear it um, you're welcome thank you <laughs> um but yeah <laughs> that's that's this week's podcast um will do you want to do any plugs anything anybody should check out where people can find you my wife has a podcast there you it's go called shit 90 shows tommy you're listening to it right now there I don't you go do anything yeah you <laughs> mostly tweet about sports yeah so I mean, rarely i rarely oh, rarely i rarely tweet like at all i see all your sports tweets they're excessive they're not excessive so excessive <laughs> Tweeted well now that like baseball is over last, like few months now that baseball is over, basically over whatever you don't tweet about that anymore <laughs> but stupid phillies that Corey's is a fan of are in the world series now oh wow really lose oh my <laughs> well at least Corey's gonna be happy Corey will be happy I, yeah um sarah what else do we have going on where can people find you weekly dawson's creek weekly boy means world for halloween we're coming out with i know what you did last summer if you have not listened to our coverage of halloween town high 
check that out. All can be found on Shit 90s Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Sarah Ferguson. Also, we joined um, Mari Fourth and Sarah Carradine over at Crime Scene on our hap to talk about Barney, the Barney documentary shown on Peacock. I love you. You hate me. We are both Barney stands forever and ever. Because mm-hmm. I tell you that know. I keep getting um, like emails from eBay about Barney VHSs now. Well, good. Oh how well, I went on buy? there because I wanted to see like how much for a Barney VHS. Just was curious. <sighs> but now they yeah. just spam me with these emails about Barney VHSs. How much was it? I don't remember, but they were all different prices. I wanted to find the one that I used to watch repeatedly, which was like the Mother Goose one. But anyway. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, you can find me at the Just Sterling. Um, I'm covering, I'm finishing up my coverage of Reboot on Hulu with Adam over on Posture Recaps. Um, and we're going to be starting our coverage of Mythic Quest. So if you're a fan of the Ooh. Apple TV Plus, Apple TV, Apple TV Plus, yeah, show, <laughs> um, Mythic Quest, we're going to be launching into our coverage this week, covering seasons one and two before season three launches in just a few weeks. So check it out. Um, you don't have to be a gamer to like it. It's it's honestly just a workplace comedy um, designed as a, a game type thing but it's really fun great cast um i'm really excited to get into all of that over on pusher recaps and uh yeah that's all i got going on uh we're heading into november here on shit 90 shows taught me so we're gonna have all new bonus content of course as we are winding down the coverage of boy meets world we only have one two three four five six seven eight more podcasts sarah eight damn that makes me sad well, sorry to burst your bubble, but yeah. it's the truth. So Boy meets world is ending. It is. He has met the world. He has met the world. Yeah. He has lived in the world for a while now. So we'll be yeah. back next week with two episodes with our friend Asia here on Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. Season 7, episodes 13 and 14. We will see you all next time. Have a good one. Bye. Just ask. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me.